I did it my way. That's as best as it's going to get, Manny. No, That's man. It. You you got no, Shane. Honestly, I love it. And you know what's funny is I was actually listening to Dean Martin all day today on the yeah? job site. I just picked the up. Like, no, no. Seriously, man. The whole everything, man. Like uh, it, <laughs> I, I, it was just it's nice and relaxing on the background. It's so a good vibe, you know. You're too young to be listening to Frank, man. You what's going so? on, man? Like how young are you? How old do I look? You're in your late 20s, early 30s, man. Early 20s. I'm 23. Holy cow, man. So you're yeah. still a baby. Why are you listening to Frank, man? Hey, man, I'm stuck in that era. You know, it's a good time. <laughs> uh, everyone in our area, the, yeah, they're no good. Oh, yeah. The, the music's rough. Okay, so let's get on with the show here. Shane, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for bringing me. I really appreciate you coming out here. We, Like I mentioned to you before, off mic, we've only had one other plaster guy, a mud guy. That's... You're, yeah. you're, you're number two now is what it is, right? It's, you're not number two, two, but you're the <laughs> second show. So I got Shane here from Plaster Masters. You're the owner of the company. You're a kid, man. You're in your 20s, and you went right into drywall? right into Yeah, so it was actually my father that got me into the trade. Got By started? Trade, I'm a taper, but the company takes on everything from metal framing, insulation, drywall, and taping. So the whole gambit. The whole the whole shebang. Okay, so on Instagram, you're, what is it? It's plaster underscore masters? Yep, that's us. With an S, right? Yeah. And then your email is plaster underscore masters at outlook.com. That's correct. Any website? As of right now, no. We're in no. the works of it. You're getting all the work from Instagram, social media kind of? Uh, that's just one way that we solicit our business. Usually it's word of mouth. It's all word of mouth, yeah. man. That's totally cool. We got that out of the way. I actually just got one more shout out to do because I totally forgot about this shout out. My main man here, Zach White from... Where's he nowadays? I think he's in Michigan, man. I, I apologize, Zach, man. Uh, his handle is at Righteous Contracting. I want to just give him a shout out because the guy did a, such an amazing post and a lot of people reached out to me and they're like, man, that was nice to hear him talk about you that way. And I was like, Zach calls me, texts me, he shoots me a DM and I will respond. Anybody does that, I will respond. I do not ignore them. I just respond, man. Solid. So it's just like, Zach, I hope all is well, man, and you're, you're working away there. So that's the only shout out that I forgot on the last show. Okay, so Shane... Let's talk about drywall, mudding, steel studs, installation, like yeah. all kinds. Like you got, I, I know you're a big Trimtex guy. Yeah, so, Trimtex is what we usually go to, but Bailey products as well for corner bead. That's, so what's going on with today's world of metal, man? Are you guys having... You know what? The, the supply, they had a little bit of a shortage in the beginning of the pandemic. And now they're just, the costs are astronomical. And you're only getting, I think it's 25 pieces in a case. So no shortage, but numbers. Yeah. Like numbers have just gone up. That's with anything, including your trade, right? What have you seen? Like, well, I mean, you're, okay, has a drywall? Drywall really hasn't jumped. Well, drywall, like my main suppliers, they, every other month, they're like, oh, just a heads up, Shane, we're, we're jumping 5%. And how many times I've heard that already? <sighs> This year? Oh, yeah. Not even quarterly anymore. No, no. It's like all the time. I, uh, they send me out like these new uh, information lists because we go off a of square footage, right? So X amount for this, X amount for that. And that's just, it keeps climbing. It's crazy. Are you asking why? Are, are they saying it's COVID related? Yeah, that's, that's the answer. That's Sometimes the answer. I don't even bother to ask because I know they're just going to say that's how it is. You know, it, it seems like a big money grab to me, but that's just... I think everybody that's got two cents to themselves knows that this is strictly about money. 100%. I mean, like I read a report, someone sent me an article, I think last week or the week before, how there was a mill in BC was actually going to slow down production because the cost of lumber was dropping too fast. Really, eh? So you've 
already outfitted the mill, you outfitted everybody, you're all ready, you're into regular production, and now you want to drop it just because you're not making the money that you were making at the start of this year. Yeah, it's crazy. That's not fair to us because the thing is, have you increased your labor prices to not your clients? Not at all. Like, to be Nobody honest, has. Exactly. So we haven't done that. We haven't. So all us nice guy contractors and girls out there, we're not raising our labor rates, but then we're asking the clients to eat the extra cost on the material because we have to. Otherwise. And, and you know what, Manny? A lot of the projects that I've bid on say no just because of due to the amount of material. Like uh, all the other bigger contractors, I have my suppliers that give me good costs, but those big guys, I can't compete. They're buying like 10,000 square feet, 100,000 square feet of material where I'm just a small fry, right? So, and they'll just put yeah, you by the side. They'll, they'll, they'll go with those guys because they're getting a cheaper deal on material. Yeah, so you do commercial and you do resi. Yeah, mainly residential. Okay, I'm trying but to you tackle the, the commercial work. 100%. But yeah. I just assume when it comes to drywall, taping and mudding, commercial, it is just whoever's the best price and the fastest. Well, you know what? That's usually what they go for. But after they see the quality that we leave behind, they're they're willing to wait. Like, say I'm busy. Uh, I get a lot of contractors that say, Shane, you let me know your availability. If it's next week, no problem, I'll wait. And that's the kind of clientele that I have right now. They know our quality, and that's what we base everything off of. That's good. So that's the word of mouth. That's the reputation exactly, you're building. Exactly. But you were saying at the very beginning that your dad started the business, but you... Well, uh, yeah. My, my father passed away a few years oh, back. Oh, I'm sorry, man. That's life, Wait a minute. Like, how old's your dad? How old was your, was uh, your dad? He was 49. He passed away of a heart attack. Wow. Yeah. I'm really sorry to hear that. Hard on the family. But you know what? He showed me the trade. I started when I was 18. I was always on job sites when I was younger. But um, I really have a passion for it. You know, him showing me everything. He taught you. He taught you. From start to finish. Yeah. Everything I know is because of my father. And he taught you the right way. 100%. Did he show you that there are shortcuts here? There are, you can try uh, this? You no, can, no. He didn't. He, he, he strictly said, this is the way. Don't, don't <laughs> deviate from the way. That's a good man. <laughs> That's the way it should be, man. Man of principle. Yeah. So, so then you took it on and then now... How many guys you got working for you? Uh, I got uh, two guys full time. Okay. Yeah. And that's my crew as far as taping. And then we have a handful of subcontractors. So we usually sell about the drywall, the insulation, but yeah. the taping myself, I like to do that. But so. you want to have a business. It's like, it's like a one-stop shop. You, you call you guys, exactly. you handle the framing metal studs, you handle everything. the insulation, poly, everything. Yeah. From start to finish. R take it right to trim and paint. Yeah. Yeah. That, we that's... don't do the paint. We'll prime like as far as we'll go. You guys will even prime. Well, yeah, we'll prime. I don't like to. Like I said. Painters I, like priming. Exactly. I, yeah. I leave assume, it for the painters. Yeah, yeah. It makes <laughs> more sense. Let them do it. Yeah. But I guess they don't like coming in and then having to come back and then do that little step, right? Yeah. Well, what I usually do is I just say at the end of the job, hey, if you're looking for a painter, I know a guy. You're building up your glossary of people. That's what exactly. it is, right? Exactly. Coming into the business, you're young. Was it hard to find the two guys or are they coming into the business at the same time? You know what? My main partner, his name's Sudi. Shout out Sudi. Okay. He's a good guy. We've been, we've known each other like going on a decade. We've High school been, buddies. Yeah. Like from forever. Uh, my uncle did a co-op and I was doing construction with him. And that's how I met Sudi. And that was 10 years. 
Yeah, a long time back. And then you guys been working together how long? We've been on and off for like five years. And you guys just like meld. You oh, guys yeah. Like there's a good dynamic. If I'm on the stilts, he's on the ground. We just have that good combo. So. And the third guy? Uh, his name's Adam. Shout out Adam. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and, and, who, and what does Adam do? Uh, he, he's a taper as well. He okay. knew my father too, and that's how I know Adam. Okay. So long story short, Adam came from whatever he was doing. He was taping with the union, and my father was union. So he took an apprentice, like a guy, and then that's how I met Adam. And then years down the road, I didn't know Sudi and Adam were friends. Oh, they Small knew each world, other. But That's they never tiny, knew. tiny world. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, now Adam works with us full time and it's going good. It sounds like a good trio, man. Oh, yeah. We got it. The best of the best. You guys need to expand? or you, you? Well, you know what? As far as expanding goes, I'm trying to find better subcontractors. And that's such a hard thing to find is reliable crews. So what is it? Just the guys who will say, I'll come out and quote, or I'll even come out, or I'll even return the call? Well, or it's guys that need to do the job, you know? Like, if I'm so busy, and we're trying to take on volume, I want to grow the company, I need to find a reliable tug contractor. And that's the thing, to find reliable tapers? You can't? You ca I can't. That's why I, everyone that deals with me, they say, Shane, no, please don't sub out. I want to deal with you. That's Plaster Masters. They want to deal with us directly. I mean, by the way, I love the name. I Thanks. Mean, it, yeah. You're too young to probably know this, but when I first heard of the name, it, it got me thinking about Mad Max, you know, three Thunderdome, Master Blaster, that whole beyond you, my era. Yeah, totally beyond your I era, I went man. as far as Frank Sinatra. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, but Frank's way before that. This would have been like the late '80s or something oh, like that. Yeah. But there's a character called Master Blaster, so it just got me thinking about that. So, but I mean, I love the name. So it's good that you got you built this reputation where they they want you. But the thing is that any good person in construction. You got to clone yourself. Yeah. Or you got to somehow educate other people to be like you. And that's the, the game plan right now is to get Sudi and Adam. They already know the way that I do things. I want them to run a crew. And then I'm going to take an apprentice. Perfect. I'm going to show him the same thing, grab another one. And I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do is just branch off like that. That's the, you know, the 10 year goals, you know, have multiple crews, be able to shake hands, close deals. And that's the game plan. I don't want to pick up the trowel for the rest of my life. You know? No, no. You want to build the brand. You exactly. want to build the business and you want to hand off the knowledge. Yeah. That's what you want to do. But I mean, you're still going to have the subcontractor problem. Yeah. So how are you, where are you finding the subs? Is it just all word of mouth? You, cr you, you cross paths on sites? Well, that's you know what? A lot of it is just, like I said, I was union prior to doing this company full-time i knew union guys the thing with union guys they oh yeah the service guy i'll touch that up there is no service guy after yeah, us i, I never understood that man that. Yeah. that's losing money every time you have to return to exactly. fix something you're losing money and that's what they don't understand you know they get paid an x amount and they don't care because there's a service guy after them but where we come that's the difference we do it the right way from start to finish so. are they playing the game where maybe the site super or the client in the end may not notice that so then they got away with it well you know what on union job sites they're passing things that should never be passed for yeah. example for example like say uh there should be five eight somewhere oh they're just doing single layer instead of a double layer okay. something like that, that's like a really fire chooch. and sound issue really huge yeah. really huge yeah for sound insulation they're only doing one side versus is both double it up on both sides of the wall if you're sharing a dwelling do both sides but here they are they're trying to cheat 
easy on material. You know, that's how they save their what, money. What nobody's going to know later on is no, just... because the walls are closed too. The, and the but tenants when might complain or they're something. They're going to complain because when they move in, you hear your next neighbor talking. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> but that's a fire issue as well too, man. Yeah, well, mainly they only did it for the sound, right? So yeah. resilient and then the whatever, 5 yeah. It's just for the sound with the soundproof insulation. They'll cut corners. We don't do that. Those are big union companies. We hold our reputation. You got a particular brand? Like, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not that versed in drywall, but are they all the same or what? The boards? As far as, the, oh, drywall? Yeah. The well, there's a numerous, numerous things like CGC. They yeah. got their gypsum board or uh, CertainTeed. And there's another one. I think it's called Continental. Preferably, I use CGC all the time. Okay. Shout out Dennis. That's CGC's guy. What's yeah. his line? I think I know who Dennis is. Yeah? Yeah, I think he's a rep, right? He's, That's right. That's I right. think I know exactly who he is, man. Good man. Because, yeah. I mean, I've only known two Dennis's ever. One is from IG, another one is Dennis, who's actually a rep. And yeah. it's got to be him. That's got to be the same Dennis. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. coming on a handful of our job sites. But as far as brand goes, CGC all the way, especially when it comes to compound, like our mud. The reason why we use CGC is because it's low shrinkage. I use CGC all-purpose light. It comes in a white and red box, yeah. just so you guys know. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm using right now as the well, too. The best of the best. It mixes nice. Yeah, the consistency's proper. You get that other stuff. Not saying anything bad about certainty, but I notice it shrinks when it dries. That's it? Like oh. dramatically? Not dramatically, but when you fill up a corner bead, you, you'll see it shrink in after it's It'll pull. It It'll suck in. Exactly. Versus the CGC, I, I see little to none of shrinkage, so... Okay, so now why, I mean, CGC is also Durabon and Sheetrock and all yep. kinds of 90 and 45 and 20, and, and they got the little consumer, little... Yeah, little cute, bags. The Halloween bags, I call yeah. them, right? They're like little <laughs> tiny things or whatever. Yeah. I just like, who buys this stuff? And then I see it on HGTV, and I go, well, now I know who buys this stuff, oh, right? Yeah. You guys don't get into that world. You guys are always just using the light, the compound, the pre-mix. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of tapers nowadays, they don't pre-fill. So what we use That's is paramount, isn't it? Prefill? Yeah, just to prefill everything, man. Oh, you have to. So every butt joint, every flat, yeah, it gets yeah. prefilled with Durabond 90. It comes in a brown bag. Yeah, and yeah. you guys do that. 100%. Yeah, other guys will cut corners. But most guys don't. The reason why they don't is just to save time. But in the end, say a year down the line when things start to move from summer to, to winter. Movement. Exactly. It shifts, it cracks. Prefill eliminates that from happening. My thought that most guys don't use it is because they don't want to work that fast mm. when they mix up a b batch of it you got like 60 65 minutes before it starts to go to cake right yeah yeah and then you got to mix up another batch and they just don't like doing that they just rather have the batches done and i put a little bit of water throw the sponge on it and mix it up and i just yeah keep on so going like it's not like we're doing the whole house in 90 no we only pre-fill the, the butt joints and the cracks yeah. right so like anything that's got a big gap it gets pre-filled and then we apply the tape so pre-fill tape and then we cover that's the stage yeah and that's the way it should be done exactly now is that CGC or Certainty or even Continental, are they I, all speaking the same language saying that that's how it should be done as well too? Well, I don't know if the brands specifically say, hey, you should pre-fill. That's just the way I was shown, right? Other guys will say, oh, I don't need to, to do that, so... They just dismiss it. Yeah. But then what happens? Later on, you come back to the job site and you get the issues. Yeah, you're going to have cracking in the future. Depends on, you know, how well the build was. At that uh, point, you'll get the guys saying, well, it must have been the framers. It must have been the metal <laughs> yeah, guys. It, it must have been the guys who did the concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's not. It must have know, been the excavator. It's totally the way they dug the <laughs> I know. It's just everybody but the person who actually did it. Yeah. And you know what? If there is a slight imperfection, like be honest with yourself. You knew it was going to cause a problem. 
And a lot of tapers, they, they're prideful. Oh, I'm the best, this and that. I'm far from the best. I'm not the best. I just do the best that I can. I do things from start to finish the way that they're supposed to be done. And that's what separates my company from the other companies. I noticed that, do you love the Fest tool, the Planex? Oh, don't get me started about that. That's a game changer. When I really? Was, oh, man. Ceilings? The best. Easy. Well, you got to have the right shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you have the lumbar support? The no, whole... none of that. None okay, because when I first tried it, even the reps were showing it to me. And the reps were gouging the drywall. I was like seeing paper being flown around. Oh my goodness! Right, so I'm like, he goes, "Oh, it takes a little bit of time. You got to figure it out. You <laughs> you got to get the right way to land on the ceiling, like how yeah. to just approach it." And I'm like, "Are we flying planes here? Or are we like sanding <laughs> drywall? What's going on?" Right. So I never. And then they showed me the lumbar thing, and and you kind of cradle it. And I said, "Guys, my lower back is." killing me now right and then all of a sudden i got rid of that because i didn't want to do it now my shoulders are killing me oh, well now. you're a big guy man you i can know handle but it. still man it's just like uh, how do you handle it is it okay or yeah is... you know what in the beginning it takes some getting used to from pole sanding to running the fest tool it's a game changer the dustless is amazing it makes a big factor for health too and it's a good selling feature hey you know i'm doing a stucco to smooth clients hate dust mine i say it sucks up 90 percent it, which is true. It doesn't get 100%. I'm not going to say it's... But it gets most of it. What grid are you throwing on to well, get rid of stucco? Now, it depends. If it's been painted, I use a 36 grit. Oh, so you're using the rough one. Heavy. that I, I usually use my Planex yeah. to sand the plywood before I start putting my hardwoods down. Which is smart, yeah. Which, and I use 36. Yeah, it's so like to polish concrete. I too. know, that's <laughs> all. It, and it's actually really nice. I know that someone borrowed it for, from me, and they tried to sand the deck, and it didn't do that good no. of a job because the deck boards were cupped oh yeah so it wasn't yeah. designed specifically for that you yeah. needed a, a stronger orbiter or something like that but yeah so so on a painted stucco 36 if it's not painted if it's not paint i'd still suggest running it with the 36 because it takes it off like nothing and you can use that one pad for the entire house yeah other guys like to use the 80 but it depends it's all preference right it's the dustless man like that is hands down an amazing tool and now that we're that. on that subject of the fest tool i just want to point out like anyone that doesn't have it please go out and get it because if you're a taper it's worth the money worth the money yeah it also saves your body think about all the times you pull sanded and i can run a wall in less than what it takes him to do just the angles i was dogging the ceilings but the walls are absolutely beautiful oh yeah if you mud it and you smooth on your third or fourth final coat or yep. whatever you literally have to hardly press on that plane. Yeah. It like you can re reduce the amount of suction on it exactly. because that's the cool thing about it is that you can reduce the suction and the spin, the rotation on yeah. it. Yeah. So you can control both. And then if so, if you've already done a nice job of already taping it, you don't have to sand that much, man. It, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're not killing yourself either. So and I use it on a rough sand too. Like after oh really? my first coat, I sand. So it's constantly being used when you're doing it. All the time. All nice. the time. So you've gotten so used to it. I swear by it. I don't pick up a pole sander. My guys do the pole sanding. <laughs> they still do pole sand? Because well, you can't get right to the 90 degree angle, like the inside corners. No, you got to do it by hand. Or you you got to do, do it pole. by hand. Yeah, so yeah. what we do is we, on a finish, we'll, uh, we'll pole sand all our angles and I'll just come around with Sudi and we'll both run a Festo. We have two sets. But the Festo's got the removable little... Yeah, but again, with dust, you don't want to remove Yeah, that. that's you the one thing. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it makes more sense just to do the pole sand. Exactly. I like that you're using that. That's totally cool. It's an expensive toy. Oh, is it But ever? it's worth it if you're constantly doing it every single day. 100%. So just look, it's a huge investment. And it's worth the investment. I know that the next generation, I don't know what year yours is, but... Oh, yeah, they got it. the uh, the 2.0 or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, I, I haven't bought that yet. 
when it first came out, I called CSR. Shout out CSR. They're my supplier. <laughs> yeah, I love going there. <laughs> yeah. And I said, oh, man, I got to get one of these. They said they're sold out. I said, damn. For how long? I don't know. I haven't touched base with them. I'm sure they have it in stock. I just got to go over there and get it. Did the price go up on them? Must have. Uh, you know what? The price has gone up on everything. I wouldn't be so surprised. It, it has it. to have gone up. <laughs> but it's worth it to do that. Totally it is. Yeah, 100%. Like I said, the amount of energy that you put forward pole sanding is reduced so much with the Fest tool. You have more time to run your inside corner machine, your your 12 box. You know, So you have that energy versus when you pole sand. You're dead at the end of the day. Plus, I mean, just the the off dust or the off shavings coming from pole sanding. Oh, yeah. Getting it onto your skin, getting it onto your eyes, getting it in everywhere. Yeah, the eyes are the worst. That's the why eyes. I wear the full face shield when I sand. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. I don't play games with the health. You got to have the proper And a lot equipment. of guys don't understand this. I know that in, in construction, everybody's all about concrete and yeah. silica dust. But I remember talking to Teddy when he was on the show and we were talking about plaster. He was showing me that the dust from drywall is far worse than the silica dust from concrete. Really? That's eh? what he was saying. And then he had a great analogy and I still use it to this day where it's like, you're probably seeing this because it's hot enough on the job sites, right? Oh, is it ever? Your arms are sweating. Yep. The dust is getting on your forearms. It's getting on your hair, your forearms. And all of a sudden after about 15, 20 minutes, you've got mud on your forearms. Oh yeah. So the dust is mixing with your sweat. And then all of a sudden he said, listen, that's what's inside your lungs. So your lungs are moist you're breathing in dust wow. and it's turning into this paste. I never even thought about like that. that when he said that, it hit me. It just hit me so hard that a lot of guys will. And I've done this too. Like, okay, you got a little bit of sanding here. Just do it. And all of a sudden you create a little bit of dust. Yeah. But that dust from that drywall plaster is bad, man. Is it ever? Yeah. It's, that's why it, you got to have the proper PPE. You need it huge, man. 100%. So it's good that you're paying, that you're young and you're paying. The other guys are doing the exact same thing. 100%. Paying attention. Yep. All right. So then who do you got hanging all the rock for you, man? Well, shout out uh, Box Drywall Design. That's my guy, Mauricio. I like find a- that they're a special group of trades people. Yeah. They only do that. Yeah. You know what? That's what he specializes in. He's been doing it longer than I've been alive. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I always go with the guys that have been doing it for a long time. So He's got his tricks. He's got his the way it's supposed to be done. Exactly. Kind of thing. Exactly. It, like he just you just show him, you walk it through and you show it to him. And well, then you know what? Half the jobs I just bit off of the drawings. We get it. Materials on say, hey, Mauricio, head in. Okay, no problem, Shane. And that's it. And that's it. I just give him the square footage. I pay him. That's it. He gets the jobs done. That's it's a professional job. Have the guys delivering like delivering the material? Are they charging more for carrying the stuff inside? Yeah. Well, that's 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 common. always been yeah, going that's, up. That's been going on even before the pandemic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but you when, get the, you get the cowboy crane ops that oh, yeah. will try to do whatever they possibly can just to eliminate carrying up yes. a handful of sheets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> even in basements and tree pole wire oh yeah everything in the You'll way see them craning over it oh, i no can games. fish it i'll fish it i'll get the needle i'll get the i eye can of the do needle. it i can do it the rep comes out no you can't do it don't do that it's not safe <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah it's true anything to avoid carrying because i mean drywall starts to get heavy man oh does it ever especially five eights that's no games i stay that's why i'm a taper i stay away from the drywall hanging <laughs> what's the longest five eights comes in 12 they Same come in 12s yeah what's a 12 five eights way man too I much. Don't, I don't want to know, man. I <laughs> and don't... you know what? They have it in 54-inch drywall, too. So 12-footers. Yeah. Wow. 
that's just four painful. and a half by 12. That is just painful, yeah. man. I feel my shoulders just looking yeah, at yeah, that yeah, stuff. They're cringing right now, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that on, on your on your page there, you got a lot of curve work. Do you relish the curve work when people come in and they start asking you, can you do that as well? Oh, yeah. Like anything with in regards to drywall taping, there's not a lot that I haven't seen. Yeah, we can take it all on. Have you guys done the coves yet? The coves, like barrel ceilings. Yeah. 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 In the earlier part of my career, when I was union, that was where like the detail and stuff, when I was working with my father, he would show me all those things. There's an art to that, man. There's, there's a different way. Like you travel it in, you do whatever, but don't sand it with just a, a pole sander. Like you could use an actual sponge. To pat it down. Yeah. To get it to a safe and then you get the next layer going on. Exactly. Next layer. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, you don't want to fight it. Yeah. You want to work with it. Yeah. Is what you want to do. Especially if you're trying to curve. And I seen on your page you yeah. had that part. I tackled it for on. the first time too. It looked clean. It, 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 it is actually pretty clean. I was pretty impressed. And yeah, then so I, you don't need me. You can no, do no, 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 no. Hey, I want to put the trowel down, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I just I took it on even the guy that I normally Greg out of EQ, right? He was like he sent the message going. Oh, you know oh, Greg? Yeah, yeah. So Good I know man. Greg. Yeah, he's a great guy. So all of a sudden he's like, Oh, so you guys don't need me. And I was like, No, no, I wanted to tackle it. I want <laughs> I said to him, Listen, I got another job, I got six more of those to do i don't want to do them man i just want to try it out and see if i can do it yeah and it actually turned out pretty slick it looked so, clean on the pictures yeah so, so i had to cut a little bit open because the fireplace went in today and right. the guys were like no listen i gotta park this uh, right here and i was like why can't you just go two inches down right no i gotta park it right here that's how it is so i said okay fine let's do that and i just have to plaster that a little it's on a flat part so oh, that's, that's actually, easy that's easy yeah, enough that's, to fix that's right just a knife. but you know I, I like those kinds of things and then you sub out the, the metal framing Yep. Who does that for you? Usually Gleb, Easy Drywall. And I have another guy, Edna Drywall, Ante. Okay. Yeah. So you got a lot of guys, man. Yeah, we have a handful of crews. I try and stay away from the metal framing. I want to take it on, but it's just really competitive with commercial and retail. It's way too competitive. Yeah, it's it's hard to get the projects, but and I'm happy who, to do them. Who do you have doing all the installation? Shout out JM Insel, my, my friend James. Okay, I don't know that. So does he only does bats only or does no, he get he into... Does, well, anything within regards to installation he takes on. And yeah, that's that's my go-to guy. So spray foam, bats, spray foam, cellulose. Bats. Yeah, uh, blown in, whatever. Blown you in, need. he'll do yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. And then he handles all the poly and everything. Yeah, of course, that's done with the um, with bats. So. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've seen guys come in and do some horrible poly jobs. And yeah, his is always tight. No problems with James. Again, okay. yeah, company name Jam Insole. Good, reliable company. If you're looking for insulation. Nice man. Nice. So you got it all set up. Yeah, I try. So you've been at it for how long now? Full time with the company, going on three years. That's it. Just three years. Yeah, but like I said, in the earlier part of my career, we were union, and after my my father passed away that's when i said you know what i should really go with this company because him and i we never focused on it we always had the union to fall back on but after it all happened i said you know what i, I want to make something of this name and allow my my father's name to carry on right and i'll pass this down to my son too that's the idea man that's, that's somebody else will come along and yeah even if it's not your son or daughter or whatever they'll yeah. want to come on and take it on man yeah that's true so, I mean, as much as I don't necessarily talk bad about the union, it's just I don't talk great about the union. Yeah. It's a nice place to learn a lot of good stuff. To learn, yes, because there's that service guy behind you. Yeah. You know, so, so that makes a little bit of a difference. And get to know the painter, too. Like when I was on union job sites and I was doing things by myself and I said, okay, how, how's the work? Always good results. You know, even other tapers. Man, you know, I'm 19. You know, they're, they're coming in. Damn. This guy's actually a taper. Like, wh wh who taught you this, you know? So, you Are know, they giving you attitude because you're so young? Yeah, sometimes they're like, oh, this kid can't do that. Like the foreman. 
Uh, give me two units. You know, it's so small. It's not going to pay anything. Oh, you get one. I said, no, I'll walk out. Okay, they give me two. <laughs> they see the two finished. All right, take five. <laughs> you know, so. It's funny how the old guys will have that attitude, that chip on their shoulder. Yeah, huh? you know what? Just looking at a young person, they assume that they're you gotta not. You got to pay your dues or something? Pardon me? You got to pay your dues? Yeah, of course. There's always union dues and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Like, you just got to pay your, your, like, just construction life dues. Oh, 100%. You're just like, you're, no, no, you're too young. You haven't been in this business long enough. Yeah. Six months, whatever. Yeah, that's not long enough. You need, like, five years behind you. Yeah, they're you. like, where's the... Um Where's the journeyman beside you? Yeah. I said, hey, man, I'm right here. Like, come on. <laughs> wow, that still goes on, huh? Yeah, 100%. But, like, union, yeah, you do learn a lot of lessons, man. So 100%. You, and then you could take it to your own business, which is what exactly you're doing. Yeah, first first you learn, then you earn. You know, learn, L-E-A-R-N. Yeah, you exactly. You know, remove, remove the L, and then you earn And that, you're earning, you know? man. So you earn That's the money. all it is. It's hard in the beginning. If anyone's young listening to this, just keep up what you're doing and, and have faith in yourself, so... I got a lot of faith in the young guys. As much as I, on the show, I've, I've brought it up and I've spoken to other people that have been on the show and they're having a hard time finding people that want to work yeah. or they find that a lot of the young guys want to be the leaders and not part of the crew. Yeah. And they don't understand that there's a lot of value in being part of the team and of working course. your way up to that point, right? Yeah, you don't just start off as as the leader. No, you don't, you shouldn't either. But I see that a lot of guys and girls coming out of school, that's how they think. That's their mentality. Maybe mm. they're... I don't know. Maybe it's social media is, is kind of feeding them, telling them, okay, listen, you're 20 years old. You should already be running your own crew and starting all this other stuff. I go, yeah. maybe yes, maybe no. It depends on how driven you are, how passionate you are. Are you all right? You're going to make mistakes. You might as well learn from some of those mistakes exactly. as well too, right? Yep. So it's important. Okay, I just want to... So again, I'm talking to Shane, Plaster Masters. It's uh, on Instagram, plaster underscore masters mm -hmm. with an S, right? And plaster underscore masters at outlook.com. And I forgot to actually mention, because today, for whatever reason, I had a rash. I don't know if you heard on my social media that I was doing a giveaway for TCL map, 1500 bucks next Saturday. 1500 bucks? 1500 bucks, Canadian bucks, cash. Oh, good stuff. I'm giving it out. So all I ask is anybody who's listening to the show, send me an email. Just write a paragraph of why you are passionate about your trade. And it wasn't that I was looking for those guys who are, and girls who make furniture or those high-end kind. I was looking for anybody in any trade. It could be plaster. It could be concrete. It could be any. Mm -hmm. And today, for whatever reason, I got a rash of emails coming in. And I'm like, holy cow. Okay, we're days away from me figuring out who's going to be this winner. I haven't even chosen the winner. So I just wanted to give out a shout out to everybody. Send me an email, info at theconstructionlife.com, and you'll get a chance to win 1500 bucks cash. Nice. That's it, man. So, Shane, let's get back into plastering here. This is, like, fascinating, man. Level five. Level five finish. It takes a skill to be able to do that. When it comes to stucco to smooth, that's a level five finish. Yeah. A highly enlightened area where there's too much sunlight coming in, that should be a level five finish. But that's every resident with those huge windows. Well, it depends, right? It depends how the, how the light hits the wall. And, you know, you got to really pick and choose. And if the customer, he says, hey, I want a level five finish, well, then you charge level five finish. Of course. Right? So. What is the going rate these days for level five? Everyone has their rates, right? Yeah, so yeah. as far as pricing goes for stucco to smooth, I charge my price. I'm sure someone else is going to charge their price. They're going to so. have their numbers and that's exactly. it, right? Is it worth getting the level five? Because I know that a lot of paint manufacturers started coming out with the paint level five. Yeah, and I have seen that. I have Which seen that. I've never looks, worked with it. I've never tried it. I got invited to a job site and he showed it to me. And I was impressed when mm -hmm. I looked at the wall. I was looking at the walls going, so this is paint. This is not plaster. He goes, no, this is paint. And I go, do they roll it on? He goes, no, they just spray it. That's all it is. They just spray it on, and then it evens itself out. 
mm-hmm. and it looked good, but I would still probably choose if I could see side by side, I'd probably still choose plaster. Likewise. Yeah. I mean, it's all in the hand of the person with the hawk and trowel. Right? Yeah. So yeah. you're only as good as that guy gets. <laughs> it's funny. You're too young to be using a hawk, man. No, no, hawk all the way. I told you we're old school talking. It's Frank just Sinatra funny, man. And, it's like you know? I, I still got my dad's hawk, which has got to be like forty years old, right? Oh, man. I had all. I still have all my dad's equipment. It was a ten-inch box, the twelve. All those I put aside because yeah. they have newer versions of everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I still got all of his old tools. But you get the guys with the little troughs, and they do it. I don't get it. I'm not gonna say anything bad about. I don't. Guys. I don't get it. I don't I, like a hawk is so much easier to use to, to handle with a trowel. Yes, because you can't use a pan and a and a trowel. No, you can't get it in right. No. So the half the time, like, see the guys just mix a little bit and you use their 12 inch knife or something. It's, if they're gonna use a pan, hawk and trowel just all the way. That's just how it is, man. Yeah, that's the way it should be, man. It, yeah. All right, so now tool-wise, what are you using? You're going to okay. So, what are you brand like? What brand are you working with? I like Columbia. I'm not saying that they're the best. I also use Tape Tech, okay, and they're a very good name brand to run with as well. And I find, uh, as far as manufacturers go, Columbia they're such a big producing company. When I first bought in the beginning, the the tools ran nice, and now I find I don't know. You know, You're talking specifically the boxes? Not the boxes, but even, yeah, boxes, they're super taper, they're corner machines, you know, stuff like that. The blades aren't set nice. Things, things you know? have changed? Things have, I don't know, maybe they're just producing too much and they don't, they're just overlooking things. I, I dropped a Darby once. Uh-huh. I had it for about two weeks. Blade's gone. It just like, it just caught the stepladder. Really? Yeah. And I was like, come on, man, that was not that hard of a drop. And all, mm. and now, okay, it's not a crazy item. It's like a new blade is what, for a 24-inch one, maybe 20 or 30 bucks, right? Yeah, if that, yeah. If that, right? But the thing is that it should not have bent. Yeah. And I was a little disappointed that it bent. So it's funny. Okay, so when was it good and when did it start to change to, to not even, as good? Even when I just buy them right off of the shelf and I go to apply it onto the wall, I, I see, hey, man, that thing. I know I already have to adjust the blades to my liking. That's how it is. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. So it's interesting, huh? Yeah, interesting. Tape tech, you're not? Tape tech, no issues. At all. Shout out tape tech. (laughs) (laughs) So where's tape tech out of? That's a good question. I don't know anything about Columbia is U.S., isn't it? I'd imagine so. I think they're U.S., yeah. I've never been sponsored by them or anything. If they want to sponsor me, hey. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's lots of guys out there that are doing all that kind of stuff like that. But Uh, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. I'm always curious about the tools, right? Yeah. What are you using for mixing mud? Just a normal paddle and a mill. Uh, the blue brand, I think Makita. It's Makita, that's okay. right. Makita drill. Yeah. You just upset everybody that uses Makita when you said the blue brand. Oh yeah, because technically so sorry, speaking, yeah, Makita red, is right? teal and and Bosch is blue. Okay. But then you said the blue brand. Hey so. man, I'm just a taper. <laughs> <Don't I? laughs> no man, you do good work, right? So it's funny. So, so you're using Makita mixer. Yeah. And then uh, what else is there, man? Tool wise. As far as tools, I just use a Marshalltown trowel. I got the Richardson Hawk, yeah. which is nice. It's got that nice pivot action, so you could spin it around and do whatever. Uh, what else? Oh, Richardson knives, six and a four. I carry it all the time yeah. on a belt. You know, other guys put it in their pocket; they could hurt themselves like that. Yeah, because you always got the corner of it. I just nicked myself too. I, I was because they get the sharp, man. Are they ever? I could dice a tomato with my trowel. Oh. Oh yeah. Well, you're supposed to keep it that clean, so when you actually pass it. Yeah, it's nice lines, clean, yeah. you know, no scratches or anything like that. It's just smooth. 
And then is it frustrating when you get a little nick in one? Is it ever? I'm there for like 10 minutes trying to take it with the sandpaper. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I'm in the light. I'm like, oh, where the heck is this nick? You won't give it up? Oh, no way. You can't no. give it up, No eh? way. It's already worked into my liking. I got to get it's that nick It's got that bend on it. Exactly. It's got that. Yeah. So if you get a little nick in it, you're going to fight it. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. You'll see me there. Well, Shane, what are you doing? Hey man, I'm just taking care of what I got to do. <laughs> Instead of just buying another one, grab no another way. one. You no can't. Because no then way. you know you got to work it. Man. Exactly. And I don't have time to work it. I, nope. I have all I've the time already, to fix is, this one. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> man. Any interesting plaster taping jobs that you come across or clients? You like dealing with clients directly? Directly. I, I know I like to be the primary okay. as far as like getting the contracts. I don't like to be middleman. I'm sure no one likes that. Yeah, but, yeah. You know? Because there's misunderstandings that way. Yeah. And when I deal directly with the client, it's just 10 times easier. Payment's easier. Everything's just easier to go along with. So. And then coming from the commercial side, that's a different world when it comes to payment, site super, and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, the commercial, right? you know, bigger companies, they'll make you wait 30, 60, 120 90. days. Yeah, yeah you know insane, how it is. It's insane, man. Crazy, I never you know? understood that. Yeah, why? Just cut the check, man. I'm here. It's <laughs> it <done>. doesn't work <laughs> that way. Unfortunately. But it's nice that, you know, your stage of the construction process, clients love it because you get to put all the walls up. You yep. get, the house starts to take shape after it's already taking shape with the framing. But now it's starting to take some serious shape. I find as soon as the client sees drywall hung, oh my goodness, Shane. Yep. Hey, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so you get that that love. You get a lot of love from the clients because oh, 100%. of that. And when it comes to the finish, I do a complete walkthrough with anyone. It could be a builder. It could be a homeowner. Anyone. I, I go around with a checkout light. I say, hey. Look at the inside angles because this is what the painter's going to look at. Those three ways, crisp. All the inside corners, nice. Everything lines Closets, straight. Closets, everything like oh, that. Closet gets the same respect as the kitchen. That's just, I've always said that, man. That's you can always tell if, if a tradesperson is good or not, go into the area that you think that they will not take care of it properly. Yep. Because that's where they're going to cut the corners, literally going to cut the corners, right? Oh, yeah. And, and as far as finishing it. goes, like we go around, like I said, with the checkout light, we sponge everything. Other tapers, oh, yeah, I'll just touch that three-way. It'll be okay. No, we look over everything, all the butts, the flats. If there's a little hairline neck, we're, we're sanding it out. You ever, um, I know this has happened to me once before and it frustrated me, where you finished all the drywall, hasn't been primed yet. Mm -hmm. Clients show up on site with the designer and they start putting little patches of color. That's my favorite. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. Now you just ruin how the consistency of the surface. It, it's, it's worse when the designer comes in and says, oh, yeah, there's supposed to be a fireplace here. That's the worst. <laughs> the Somebody missed done. something. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's not on you, though. You just boarded it. You yeah, just exactly. taped it. That, that's not on us. The designer's just like, you know, all right, let's throw this in or do something like that. Because the so. moment that you finish your job, they're already starting to come in. And you can see that right behind them. The furniture's right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel the taping is like one of the trades that everyone wants to rush but it's not a job that, that you should no rush sense man it's the finish yeah it makes Take no your time, sense you know so once like, you hit the finish series of the job yeah that's when the Critique comes in. You got to have the skill. Take your time. But you have to right. take time. So exactly. it's like the drywall, the trim, the tiling, all that stuff. Why rush? Yeah. Because we want to get to the finish line. That's it. They want to move in. <laughs> but I mean, you're going to damage stuff, right? Yeah, it's, it's no good. Like I said, take your time with any trade that you do. Do it right the first time. And that's how you continue to get repeat business. It's good that you're not there during that finishing stage that you, you prep everything, get it all ready for the clients, for the designer, for everybody else, for all the next trades that are going to come in. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like you said, oh, there's supposed to be a fireplace here. Oh, 
the toilet's supposed to go here. Oh, the oh, sink yeah. is supposed And then all of a sudden, come out the keyhole saws, come out the multi-tools. Oh, no fun. <laughs> and we start cutting all that drywall, but you're not there. You're not seeing I've any of this. I've already been paid. I'm gone. You're gone, <laughs> and then we're, we're left there to put some strapping in there, put some screws in, and then just fill it in. But I honor it. Like, if there is touch-ups and stuff like that, that the builder said, hey, I added. Oh, totally. Of course, I'm going to come back. Hey, you know, negotiate a price and go from there. I know, but moving the toilet or the sink from this that's area. That's not to, That's not a touch-up, man. That's not got nope. nothing to do with touch-ups man in your world any use for mesh tape at all i don't use mesh just preferably other tapers love it they swear by it I everybody it's whatever mesh. works for you exactly that's all it is because i've seen guys some guys love tape mm -hmm. only live with tape some guys mix both yep one or the other i haven't seen a guy who just alt mesh it doesn't make any sense i don't think Not so in the, the corners, corners yeah no. the corners makes no sense on that but i mean they live by the mesh on the butt joints maybe not necessarily on the factory joints yeah but so you'll see that mix and match of things and and you know what in the union they don't like it when you use mesh because it's a cheat sheet right and i'll go over this why other people they'll just put the mesh tape and then they'll cover over it what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to apply the mesh and then pre-fill over it Yep. That way it seals everything. The yep. joint's tight. The pre-fill's there, so it's set. When it's dry, you come back, and then you can coat over it. Yep. Other guys, they're cheating. They're just applying the mesh, no pre-fill, so they're getting away with it, and they're just covering over it. You know, a year, like I said, down the line, when things shift, crack, 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 crack. That's where you're going to see the cracks. Exactly. And you'll understand why it cracked. Yeah, and then they'll, they'll put it out. Oh, the mesh tape. It wasn't the mesh tape. It was the taper. He, he for. It was the installation exactly. of the mesh tape. Exactly. That's all it was. So there's, I mean, you can have great products, but if they're not installed properly. Exactly. So you were saying at the very beginning that you're using both. Are you using Trimtex and you're using Bailey's as yeah, well? Yeah, mainly uh, I like Trimtex. That's just easy to install when I have to install corner bead. But when I'm on a job site, I just get Bailey product, you know, corner bead. So the guys are hanging drywall. They're the ones that they're are always the one doing They're the ones that's it. slapping it on. But everyone in the West End, that's where I'm from now, they like the paper bead. Which is no problem. I like to install it too. It's quite nice. The paper bead. Yeah, it's a Bailey product also. I like it. It's easy to install. It's like a half inch by half inch metal that's embedded with a piece of paper on yes, either end. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. And so, so you like it for? Well, it's just easy to apply. And like I said, for coating, it's just, it takes up less mud versus the uh, the paper bead or the vinyl. Now, or sorry, the, the metal or the vinyl. The metal, yeah, the same thing. Because the metal has always been notorious for having so much mud. And yeah. you also got to install it correctly. Oh, 100%. And, and I've watched lazy guys install it, not even care about. And, and the last time I did a job, which was last summer, I had a, a, a discussion on site. Mm. Because uh, this particular section where it was getting corner beaded, between another pole that was getting corner beaded on both sides was getting a fixed piece of glass. Oh, so it has to be laser level. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. He was fighting me about the laser. I said, dude, where's your laser? I need Pull to see. I, he goes, no, no, I'm not doing that. I go, this is ridiculous. It's well within tolerances. I go, whose tolerances? I got a piece of glass going in here. The last thing I want to see is silicone, like a half inch at the top and a quarter inch at the bottom. Oh, yeah. I want to see glass as, like, as tight to the... And then he started he started doing it reluctantly. And then he started throwing things and all this other shit. And then the, the homeowner who was also... That's unprofessional. I, it was a thousand percent. I just... I said to the homeowner, I go, how far do you want me to deal with this shit? Like, mm. this is ridiculous. And then ultimately I said, okay, I need you off site because you're not going to do this. I don't care how you, you uh, either you don't have the skill to do it or you don't care to do it. Yeah. And then I stayed there and I did it. And then I showed it and I showed the client and I had a laser and I put it up and it, and it was done Well, properly. that says a lot about you, Manny. That's I, how it when works. When it comes to doing things in the right manner. 
But it was just amazing that this guy, this trade, and of course I'm never going to work with him again. Yeah. It was just like, first of all, for the show that was presented in front of the client and presented in front of other trades as well. Yeah. There's no, there's Childish. no reason to be drama. There's Childish. no reason at all, right? So it's just like, I, I, like I don't care about that stuff. So it's interesting. Yeah, you're so you're using the vinyl, you're using the metal, you're using the paper. Yeah. Whatever works for the situation. I mean, the vinyl is a good selling feature. Some clients, they say, oh, uh, the Trimtex, I, I sell it because it has a better shock resistance. So when you hit a, a metal corner bead, a Bailey product, usually cracks and it goes up, yeah. right? But the, the vinyl, you hit that one spot, it's an easy touch up. So that's, that's another reason Will why. Will it like, bounce back? Well, you know, it keeps its form. Okay. It keeps its form because when you hit a metal corner beat and you get that ding, there's no pulling it back out. No, you got to change the whole exactly. thing. Exactly. Or you can try to mud it a certain way to fix yeah, it. Yeah, try and, and fill it and, and, you know, but. Now you're clay pottery and kind of trying to figure something out. I know. I totally. The, the reason that, I mean, those Trimtex products, those corner beads, they work. They make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I started having a gripe with, and I don't know if you've ever been asked by clients to start using the Trimtex to do wainscoting and chair rails and all that other stuff. Yeah, you know You've what? You've come across that? Yes, I have And what are your not, thoughts on that? I, I it's a good it's a good feature. I mean, wood looks better. Not that I'm saying that doing the drywall finish isn't going to look nice. It's just a lot of detail. It's a lot of Is detail. it a lot of, is it is it a lot of work? It's a lot of work. For you guys, right? Yeah, for the taper, of course. Cuz my problem with those chair rails and the wainscoting, they were all designed for a purpose. Like everything in construction has a purpose behind it. There's a reason why certain things are designed like coffered ceilings and chair rails and yeah. plate rails and things like that. So the idea is that when someone backs up a chair, if you were to back up to that Trimtex plastic one, you're going to damage it That's with a true. chair. If I it's didn't think wood, about it like that. you're yeah. not going to damage it. You might scoff it. You might maybe scratch it a bit, but you can touch that up no problem. That's but true. that's primarily the reason behind it. So when I started seeing a lot of that stuff being made, I didn't like it as much. They have a reveal bead, which looks pretty nice i've seen guys i've done a numerous jobs that they want no baseboard yeah you know what i love it it looks clean yeah until you've got pets and children oh yeah and then you start trying to clean or you throw something and it hits it yep and now okay now i gotta touch it up with some dry decks or something like that that's what i have a problem with it i, I rather do that reveal bead so yep. whatever, I think Bailey's is a D200. D200, yeah. D200, right? I'd rather do it with a, so a solid poplar base, flat stock, Right. put the reveal bead on it, and then I know that if you hit that, it's not gonna, nothing's going to happen to mm -hmm. it. But if it's just drywall and then the plastic, you hit it, it, that's what I start having a problem with now. Yeah, I never thought about that. You know, it is right beside your foot. You know, you're walking, you're carrying the vacuum. You and know, you, it, and it hits it. And, and I know that most designers, they love it because it's such a clean look and it's it's so perfect. Yeah. But the functionality behind that is lost. And that's what I have a problem with it. Right. But then also, I'm assuming it's cheaper to do it that way with the drywall than it is with the wood. And you know, a lot of people do that with the uh, window returns. Oh, they're doing all kinds now. They're doing oh, it with 100%. That. oh, I don't have to put the trim. It's going to look nice. Well, I say, hey, if you're saving on the trim, you know, it's not easy to uh, to finish it's more work the window for return. you. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then you got the tearaways going right up against the vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's like and I like those. Those are slick. They're they look clean. nice. But some of the windows now they have the jam, the half inch jam. So you could throw it in. So it's it's like doing it a skylight. It's like doing a Velux exactly. skylight. Exactly. So it's nice and clean. Yeah. But then they'll, they'll want the, the trimless casing. Yeah. And then they'll even go, oh, you know what? We wanted a quarter inch reveal here. We wanted a 
half inch. Yeah, and then they're just doing too much. They're just getting <laughs> way too, and now you got to finesse all the way around all this stuff. Yeah, and you know what? A good way to do the uh, inside of the reveal, like for the window, use the green board, mold resistant. I always sell that too. I say grab a couple green sheets. It's a windowsill for one. You're going to open the window. It's going to get wet at one point. Well, humidity in the winter. A hundred percent. Right. So, and that's where you're going to start to see a lot of water until you actually figure out your humidity level in the yeah. house. You are going to get condensation. And then the first call they're going to make is the window manufacturer. Our windows are leaking. I go, no, this is science class now. Yeah. This is your, your house is running too hot and there's not enough air circulating in your house. And that's the reason why you got condensation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and it's actually a good move, man, to put the green board there. Yeah, just, just thought I'd throw it out there for other guys. No, no, I like that. So. That makes a lot of sense. But I mean, it's just like those are the little things that designers sometimes and homeowners are not aware of. Yeah. And you got to explain it. But how do you get pricing on that? Like you got to add a surcharge to that. Oh, of course. Of course. Right? Because that's just literally, that's just time. That's that's time. That's so much more extra work on the taper. Think about how many windows are in your house for sale. There, there's like anywhere from 20 to 30 windows in an average and, house. And I got to finish inside and outside of that window. Yes. So it's it's just a big pain. Well, it turns out nice, but it's it's a lot of work. It's, it's a good a look, work. but it yeah. is a lot of work. Yeah. And the thing is that you guys get into a groove. You get into a rhythm where you start getting, the, you know, the pre-fill, the first coat, second oh, coat. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden you get to all the windows, you got to slow right down. Honestly, it's it takes the morning half. Depends on how many windows you it have. It does, yeah. So, Speaking of which... Average size house, 2,500, 3,000 square foot house. How long does it take you guys to... Oh, that's that's like a uh, like a floor space? Yeah. 25? Oh, it depends. Like that's probably... No, no, no. That would, that would be first and, and second floor. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you want to add the basement, make it 3,500 Yeah, we go feet. like square footage for okay. drywall, right? So let's yeah. say it's a 10,000 square foot house, drywall. Yeah, that's going to take us four or five days. I never calculated it that way. You guys calculated it that way. So we, yeah, that's why I asked you. I said, are you talking about... <laughs> A basement because 2,500. Okay, so, so if the basement's small. a thousand square feet, how many board feet is there? Oh, there's a rough way to calculate this, and it's just times it by 3.5. That's if you wanted a quick number. So you take the square footage. Yep, and then you times it by 3.5. And that gives you a rough idea of the board feet. Depending rough. on the basement, if there's bulkheads, but yeah, it's exactly. a rough idea. Exactly. Wow, I never even knew that. Yeah. So I was wondering why the guys always came in and quoted, and they're like, oh, You got the numbers ready? That's, that's great, man. I love it. Yeah. That's 3.25. That's a rough idea. Just ballpark. Yeah, three point five. But rough. then you, but then you get into the second floor and you got tray ceilings and you got vaulted yeah, ceilings. Yeah, see, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Now you that formula gets the, thrown out. Yeah, hundred percent. Then you got to measure everything exactly and figure it out. And then all of a sudden, uh, so do you like doing the skylights? Uh, they're not my favorite thing, especially in a weather like this. Oh man, it's hot. Yeah. What I do is just get the air mover. I blast it in there, and I'll take my time. And then you're fine. Yeah, you it's got the breeze get a going. suntan. You got the you breeze know? going on. <laughs> but then I, I think there was one I saw recently on your poster that you, you actually plane decks it. So someone was stupid enough to stucco that. Yes. Oh, yes. You've seen that post. Yeah. So that was that <laughs> Why was forever would you ago. stucco I know, that, that window could, well for a skylight? I don't get it, man. Yeah. And it, when I was finished, the amount of daylight that actually came in was just such a big change because it diffused it yeah exactly. all the stucco diffused the light coming down defeat the purpose of the skylight yeah why even have it i so, said just board it up if you wanted but to we all that. know why our stucco was invented to begin with right it was to hide they never had to do the third coat oh 100 yeah that's no, all i see was. that now in subdivisions they'll do the california knockdown because their tapers don't know how to do the smooth finish california knockdown you don't know california oh what is that no so it's 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 the sprayed texture but they knock it down oh instead of a splatter okay. so it looks like somewhat of a stucco kind of i guess mexican 
Yeah, it's 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 not uh, protruding off of the ceiling like a spray, oh, but it's knocked just, down. It's like a smoother. Uh, okay, of, I, yeah. I, I, now I know what you're talking yeah. about. It makes me want to order some Greek food or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm pretty hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so that's fun. but then now you're okay. That's going to be the same thing with the plain decks. You could take that down, no problem. Oh yeah, on that I wouldn't use a 36. Yeah. I would just run with the 80 grit. It's going to knock it down, or even just go right on over top if it hasn't been painted over. Nice man. Yeah, I know sometimes, especially in this heat. Shit's not drying fast no, enough. No, it takes a lifetime to dry. Yeah, Why does so it take so long to dry these days? There's no air movement. No air movement is a big one. And the humidity, that makes That's a, a big, big, one. big The factor. house is not running yet. Yep. So you've got just windows open. Windows open, fans going, and... you got like 90% humidity in the house there. Oh, yeah. 100%. Insane. And then you can't... That stuff's not going to dry. No. So that's that's where it, it kind of works in a taper's favor. Because if you got two, three jobs on a go, you code it one day. Hey, I'll be back the next day. So now I'm jumping on my another project, right? So you can kind of play like that with your schedule. How's COVID been for you? Busy? No, no. You know what? In the beginning, a lot of the builders that we have contracts with, they said, oh, we don't have the permit yet. So we kind of have to slow back. In the beginning, I think I had like maybe a week off. That's but it's been, bad. it's ramped up. That was my vacation. So. <laughs> that was big, but you can't go anywhere. No, I was inside. The yeah. only issue is material. Yeah, the material costs, as far as work goes, we've been more busy than ever, especially with the homeowners. They want to do renovations. They're sitting inside. You know, they want to see some change. Everybody. Oh, 100%. Everybody's like that. So, I mean, you're young to the industry. Mm-hmm. Have you already seen all the bad apples? Have you already seen all the do nots? Have you already seen like where you want to go and yeah, not go? Yeah, I mean, I really don't like old to new drywall. I hate doing renovations. I can't stand that because Stevie Wonder can see that there's a difference in that wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's bad. Yeah. Like, you might as well just rip off that old. Yeah, like, and a lot of people that, oh, I want to save, I want to save, especially downtown Toronto with that lath and plaster trying to tie in with a half-inch drywall. It's it's hard. Yeah. So, as far as that goes, just rip the house down and make it easier for everybody. But at that point, I've done it. I've demoed that lath and plaster. It's, it's not fun. It sucks. It just sucks, Especially right? Especially when you're like, oh, I only want to do one wall, and then it cracks, and then it keeps going and going and going. There you go. There's the living room now. That's, that's exactly how it is. But yeah. you're right. If you've got a wall, don't stop it halfway through. Get no, rid carry of the it right to the, right to to the, the corner end. minimum, exactly. if not ideally the whole room. Yeah. Because you'll always notice the difference between the two. For sure. Lath and plaster is one way, and then drywall and, and taping is another way. Yeah, you see it when it's painted. You can see a fresh wall compared to that lath with all yeah. the bumps and all that. Who wants to get into plastering, taping, hanging drywall? Who are those guys? Crazy guys. Yeah? yeah hard workers. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, I, I wouldn't say it's like a special breed, but the thing is, there is a special kind of guy that or girl wants to get into that, man. Yeah, I feel like if you have a passion for it, like I, I, I had the passion for it because my father did it he showed me but other people they'll, they'll go to the training center they'll want to learn it right so what training center there is a training center for our trade i didn't know that ifstc i don't know what it stands for but it's a union thing and then they how give many? you these little cubicles you got to tape them same with the boardman they'll give you a cubicle you got to board it and then taper comes in behind you it's kind of like a mini garage is that what it is yeah it's pretty cool actually are they nailing the perimeter and screwing the field uh, no, screws screw? throughout. Screws, screws throughout, right? Yeah. It's uh, right now. I'm on a job right now where we're ripping out a lot of the drywall because it just makes a lot more sense than trying to feed holes and patch and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. We're just ripping out sheets of drywall down, and you can see the perimeter nailed with yeah. the ring, the ring shank nails, and then you're seeing the field all screwed. Yeah, you don't see that too often. Like the no, older. No, this, this would have been 80s, right? Yeah, the old era still 
likes to nail yeah. and then they'll come back and they'll just tack everything after everything's hung. That brings up another question where are, are, you're not doing it, but you're just taping, but your guys, they're using all auto feed guns, right? That's no? a good question. I've never like watched, I've watched them, but I imagine they do have that auto Everybody's feed. got auto feed now, yeah, right? Yeah, it makes things easier, especially if you're one guy. You know, yeah. You're not putting the nail or the screw hold in. It, hold it, hold it, hold yeah. it, and then put it in. Everyone's got the auto feeds. And the nice thing is that I think all the, the tracks or whatever, all the strips, they all are somewhat interchangeable. Oh, they're but universal. I don't know if they're universal. I think for some reason someone told me that the waltz does not match up with others. Uh, which makes no sense to me, man. Or they just want an explicit brand. I know, but then if you got to exclusively get, I don't know if this is cr- true or whatever, but I know that I think it was DeWalt. You got to go specifically get their strip. Yeah, that's true. When I know that you can mix match Senko and uh, Festools. Mm. They, they're interchangeable, right? So it's just like that makes more sense to me, man. Yeah. But they are pretty good until you get into the corners. Yeah. Then I have then a problem with the corners. They're a little bit too big and bulky. That's though. what it is, right? Yeah. Especially if you got only a half inch piece of material that you got to screw oh yeah and then you try to put it on an angle and it doesn't go all the way and that's where i have a problem with it but yeah, now it, you got to take it off take the actual head off too or you just have a in. second gun hanging and then you just do the corners that way yeah but that starts to frustrate the guys right oh does it ever <laughs> yeah that's a lot of weight on the pouch <laughs> and that's what you don't want to do man yeah no fun <laughs> so how many days are you going in and out to get a job done typically i want to be in and out in three days three days three days Ten thousand square feet of board i'll try yeah but it's in usually three four. days it's usually four days because things don't dry properly so even at four days yep. three guys yep wow that's fast man yeah and we we still hold our quality people are like oh you're going so fast you're cutting corners nope we pre-fill we tape when the tape's setting you know, we'll tie in the three ways, do whatever. And then we're, we're running back with the 10 and we'll coat the butt joints. We'll do everything, coat the bead last, and then we're out of there. So what are some of the things that other guys in the industry, not necessarily just on social media, are doing wrong? They don't have a system. Okay. The system is organization too. Like be organized about what you're doing. If you have a handful of jobs on the go, know how to do that in the week. Game plan your week and, and include your guys too. This is what we're going to do. One brain... You, you could bounce 10 ideas off another guy and he'll give you a better idea than what you had in your mind. Always, always be organized. Even talk to your guys. Include everyone because that's what a leader does. A boss will sit back and tell everyone what to do. Leader includes everyone and he's on the field doing the job too. So That'll actually make the business run a lot smoother. 100%. Plus, you get more excited about the job that you're currently working on, the job that you want to finish, the job that you want to get started. Yep. You just you keep moving and before you know it, holy cow, it's September, man. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Right now, we're right around the corner, right? The end of the year. You don't let up in the winter months. No, no. As long as the site is heated. Yeah, yeah heat's a big thing, especially in the wintertime. Because sometimes you get GCs who will just... Yeah, you deal with the heat. So what we do is buy salamanders. And that's it. Yep, we get it all done. Uh, same with the summertime. We get our own fans. We don't rely on the contractor to do all that stuff. We're taking uh, on the job. I'm it's our responsibility. The, I know, but the GC's supposed to have the site kind of prepped good for you yeah that's a good gc it's not your responsibility to have a toilet on site no that's the gc's responsibility or or the site super or the business you know in general right if it is the winter months yeah usually in after september like around october is usually when we have to get salamanders in november no matter what there better be a salamander on site it just gets too cold when you start getting down to like what 10 12 degrees yeah because overnight think about that that's during the day overnight it goes to zero right so you know that's no good this is worse than bricklaying man yeah holy cow and then it won't dry no it actually starts to crystallize and freeze 
believe it or not i've been the, in houses where i apply the mud and it's freezing as i'm going i said oh man this is crazy because it was just too cold way too cold i gotta ask you every taper i've seen wears track pants really most uh, yeah i'm pretty sure th- the track pants that are just covered in mud okay yeah like they, you know they suit up right so the, the, they'll come in they'll suit up with their taping clothes what is with that, man? I like to be clean. From, <laughs> like, I, that's just a personal thing. Okay. And I see guys like with those track pants get in their vehicle. Yeah, I'm I don't like, understand oh, you're that. Crazy man. No I don't. Way. I don't understand that, man. Like, you, I try to keep my truck clean, my van clean, and it's still got dust in it. Yeah. But the thing is, that's why I have a personal car. Exactly. Because I like getting into my personal car with no dust, no that's, nothing. That's you, clean. I know, but I've seen I've seen those guys that get in as is. Yeah, it looks like a job site. It looks like their floor <laughs> in the vehicle. It's crazy. But me myself, I like to wear all white, the white attire. That's okay. what you know, either a painter or a taper would wear. I got guys they wear track pants, but it's I make sure everyone wears white, no yeah. matter what. Because you just it looks more professional. You look professional, and you just you just automatically look clean. You can't tell how much is on you, too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So it's a camouflage. Camouflage. It's a plaster mask. It's a that's plaster. It. That's what it is, man. <laughs> it's a camouflage, yeah. man. Yeah, it hides a little bit, but you know when you get up close, you're gonna see if a man's working or not. He's got a little on him. But if the sure. client or designer or anybody else comes on the site and they're looking at you from a distance, they can't really tell. No. They no. look like they're all uniformed. They're all clean. Yeah. They look professional. Exactly. And That's always keep a good uniform, you know, wear your company. You yeah. Represent you. I've always told guys, listen, have an extra T-shirt in the truck. Yeah. Just for whatever reason, just have it. Because some days, like, I don't know, maybe it's too hot or maybe you get too dirty and you just don't want to look that way. Yeah. So just change your shirt, man. Yeah. It makes a big difference. It makes you feel fresh. To it be does. Honest. It does. And then you get past the second half of the day, right? Yep. All right, man. So you, you're still young, but you got... You still got a lot ahead of you, man. Yeah, and you know what? I'm young, but I still got a lot to learn, too. As far as the business aspect, I'm not saying I know everything. If you have some tips, Manny, (laughs) throw it at me. I would just say listen to the show, man. Lots of guys have have shared, and I've said this, that the business part of this industry is far more important than the trade part of this industry. Mm -hmm. Everybody that is good has that trade part down pat, and they're doing really well. It's the paper part that they don't have that well. Yeah. And they, I don't know if it's just a masculine thing where they just don't want to be told that, okay, you got to help yourself. You got to maybe go to a business class or maybe learn from others how they run their business or how mm-hmm. they do things. But a lot of guys are scraps of piece of paper that are in the truck or in the van or whatever. And then they yeah. get home and there's a, a shopping bag full of, okay, well, here's this week's receipts. And yeah, I got to work. That's not the way to do it, man. Like no, the, not you, at all. You actually have to hire somebody and then they'll help you and they'll do it. You focus on the business business yeah, that's the biggest thing you so know? like like you were saying it's just like plan your week plan your business pl- share everything give you responsibility work together exactly that's all paramount man yep so there's lots of things i'm glad that you're seeing that you can you got to still learn a bunch of stuff man yeah and i'm all open ears if anyone has suggestions but uh, as far as like business goes i feel like we're, we're headed in the right direction for oh, sure for sure man totally yeah. you said we're young we still you know we're a young company there's there's lots of doors yet to be opened so we're just going to keep plowing straight. It's going to be interesting to see you take on for the, like I know that you talked about earlier, the second and the third crew. You want your guys to take on yep. and lead that. That's when it's going to start to challenge yeah, so you, man. What I need right now, I have the manpower. I just need the volume of the work. What I'm trying to get into is I'm reaching out to builders. I'm saying, hey, we offer these list of services. Let us show you what we're capable of. 
again, with the age thing, they look at me, this kid's not competent. He can't do it. I'm surprised they do that. It hurts, you know? It, it does. It really does hurt. Yeah. Because if I was 40 saying all these things, they wouldn't look twice. Yeah. Sure, Shane, take it on. Do this. I'm just looking for the builder that's going to give me the opportunity. And I have a handful of contractors that they say, Shane, you know what? In the beginning, I never thought you were going to be the person that you are. When the job is done, they say, man, I shouldn't have doubted you. Good for you. I've always said that it doesn't matter if it's your first day or your last day, man. I'll listen to you, whatever you got to say. Yep. In my, the proof is in the pudding is when I see the work. If I see you, you're putting corn bead and I don't see a laser anywhere nearby. Oh, yeah. I'm going to speak up. 100%. If you find that it's offensive, then you and I are not going to get along. Yeah. That's just simple as that. I just, it just, I, I think that you should take that extra little effort, which you guys are for sure. Oh yeah. And then you're building that. So you're going to, you're going to have a little bit of a challenge. You got to try to find, you got to clone your guys. You got to yeah. clone yourself. Yeah. You're going to come across what everybody else is having a hard time with. But I mean, one tip that Joe from tip top, he actually said that he found some good guys at uh, the YMCA. They have a program. Really? Eh? So I was like, Okay, I got to look into this. So we shared that. And he found some really good guys that work outdoors in this heat, hanging, wow. siding. And he had a really good luck with YMCA. Yeah, I know a lot of people have not had a lot of good luck with OYAP, the Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program. Yep. The colleges, they have not had a lot of luck. Other guys have joked saying that uh, we got to basically make our workforce. So they've got kids that are two, three years old and they're just waiting until they're 15 or 16. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> another way to do it. But yeah. I mean, that's going to take a little while. Is it ever? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to find, like I said, reliable subcontractors. And that's what I would like to do is be able to sub out the work, shake hands and close the deals. Right. But as far as quality goes, I want to be on the site. I want to be the taper doing it because I know that it's going to get done the way that I want it to be done. So I assume that with drywall, mudding, taping, all all you guys, it's a tight community. No, if you're out there. Usually I'm pretty secluded. I don't. I'm, this is the amount of social. Oh like, really? Yeah. Huh? This, like, this is the biggest thing that I've done. You're so just focused on work. I'm and focused on work and just taking care of what I got to take care of. I'm okay. not really worried about the next guy. Which is good, man. You should be that way. I wish more guys at your age or any age were like that, man. Yeah. But everybody's stuck on social. Yeah, I mean, the I don't even have a personal account for social media. The only reason why I have Plaster Masters is because yeah, I can promote my brand. Yeah. And that and look at what it, it That's brought exactly here. it. It brought you and I yeah, together, exactly. didn't it? That's so, exactly it. Exactly. And, and just for the record, I don't have a personal account on any social. Yeah. I just don't have the time or the interest or the No interest. I don't I, care I don't about the care next about guy's it. thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it's true. And I started like I started thinking this year, I started thinking about social media cleansing. Mm. And I just started thinking, I actually want to start focusing more on my own life. Right. Not my social life. Mm -hmm. And it was just important to me. And that's why I, I love doing the podcast because I love the communication and being in person and speaking to somebody. I've had oh, yeah. people reach out to me from the States and they want to be on the show. And I just said, sure, you want to be on the show? It's in person. I don't want to do anything on digital. Yeah. I don't want to do it on Zoom. I don't care for that because the conversation will never be the same. That's true. I want to see the person when we're interacting, we're talking. It's more important to me that way, right? Mm -hmm. It's been great. So... Is there anything? I think we've covered a lot, man, when it comes to your, your neck of the woods there. I think so. I mean, if you have a couple questions that you want to fire I don't know. Up. I just make them up as I go. I know a lot of people ask me for question lists, but I just make them up as I go. Is what I, yeah. Like there's a question that comes up, I come up, right? So we talked about everything. I mean, you're basically doing everything that I like. Like I, <laughs> what I like seeing. Like it's just, I have no question if you came on my job site, 
the furthest thing that I've ever thought about is age. I've never thought, I don't give a shit that's, about, that's nice. like that's if, good. if you're green, black, blue, I don't give a shit what color you are. I don't mm-hmm. care how old you are. I don't care even if you don't, I've had guys come up to me, they, their, their English is really, really bad, but I respect them because they're passionate about their work. Yep. So they'll speak to me in broken English. And for whatever reason, I'm actually fluent in broken English. So I can understand what they're saying. <laughs> and if the hands move a certain way, I totally understand what they're 100%. saying. 100%. It's and a I'll good give, to know. But yeah. that's that's how I met certain trades that I work with. And I'm like, listen, and I've had guys on the phone saying, my English not good, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but let's, let's just meet on the job site. We'll just talk. And we'll talk. And I'll respect them because for whatever reason, their English may not be good. But their passion is universal. Yeah, you know, and you I always see it. In the work. I see it, right? So I'm like, listen, you're hired, man. That's just that's what I want to see. Nice. And then I just I'll get along. It's those other idiots that don't want to drive any passion at yeah, all. Yeah, and you know what? I, I wish uh, a lot of the big builders out there would see things the way that you see things. But man. they're all like they, you know, like there's so much money. I and that's that's the thing. Money blinds a lot of people, and we're in it for the long haul. I don't gouge people as far as costs go. I'm at a reasonable budget so that we get the project, but of course we're not coming in low because we know our standards. We know what we're capable of. Those big companies. I just I'm really looking forward to hopefully meeting someone from this podcast. Yeah. They'll reach out. I'm looking for subdivisions. That's that's you want to get into that. That's what I'm aiming for. Yeah, because with that volume now I can really get those crews going. I guess. And that's what you need. That's what I need. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to expand and it only takes that one person to reach out. I wanted to ask you one just one last question before we get into the final segment here. How did you figure out your price point without divulging your price point? But how did you come to what your worth is? Well, you know what? I'll go back because like I said, I started in the union. And the union gives tapers, I think it's like 30 cents. Yeah, yeah. it might (laughs) as well just say nothing. But we charge on the square foot, right? Depends on the detail of the project. At the end of the day, like, know what you're worth. And these other guys that are coming in lowballing, they're killing our market. Because there's other contractors, tapers that I know, come in at around the same number that we are all at. Now it's just a matter of the client liking who. And then now, okay. That's yeah. good because the market, the price is good. Then you get these guys lowballing. Oh, I'm going to go with that guy because he's cheaper. But what is that guy not doing? That guy's probably cutting corners. And his quality's probably, he just doesn't care. He wants to get the job. He'll sub it out. He doesn't care what it's going to look like at the end. I treat every house like it's my own. As you should. As it should be. There's another issue that I have with, I, I totally respect know your worth. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is, there's certain guys out there that are charging more than they're worth and they're factoring in a lot more of their overhead into yeah. their worth. Yeah. And there's a, um, um, a dilution or I don't know, there's something going on there where, okay, I understand what your worth is as a tradesperson, but you can't start factoring in, okay, I just bought a brand new GMC Sierra, fully loaded hundred thousand dollars. So no. I got to you can't factor in, well, I just want to do this and I want to go on vacation. for. No, you can no. know your worth when it comes to your skill set, your exactly. trade set, exactly. all that stuff, right? You can't start taking all of your overhead and putting it into that worth number. No, of course not. And then presenting not. that because you're going to always be too high. Yeah, 100%. So you got to be reasonable. You got to know what you're, if you're subbing out your work, know how much your subs are worth. Be reasonable with the numbers. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You're yeah. not going to get rich quick. And I'm going to tell all those young guys that are thinking, oh, I'm going to open up my own company and I'm going to be rich next year. A lot of companies, they'll, they'll go under because of that. Yeah. They won't get the clients. They won't get what they're looking for. 
and they'll just shoot themselves in the foot. Know your worth isn't just shoot for the stars. It's, it's really know what you want, the charge, the fee, whatever, and know what your time is worth. It's true. And it's funny is that those guys will be thinking that they're building their brand, mm-hmm. but they're actually destroying their brand by that's the impression that they first throw out there. And you know what? You'll, you'll get uh, like how builders will talk to builders. Our tapers are talked to tapers. Yep. Hey, did you guys hear that that guy's oh, trying yeah. to charge like five dollars a square small foot? World, man. You know, like, and then they're all laughing at you. Yeah. You know, be reasonable. First, show what you're capable of, and then you, you know, the builders say, "Hey, all right, you know what? That price, it's fair. If not, you renegotiate. But don't don't settle for for less than what you know you're worth, though. Don't shoot for the stars, like I said." But just aim for that comfortable number, get the projects, and keep keep moving forward. Well said, man. Well said. All right, let's do the re- last segment. You know what the last segment is? Oh, no, I didn't read the script. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's no script, man. The Good. 12 questions of construction. Oh, all right. You'll enjoy this. I always enjoy this. I don't know. Because it gets me to, to get to know the people even better. Sh- should I stretch this one? I'm scared. Sure, now. you can. You all can because right. we've right. had a lot of fun. But before I do that, totally, Shane, I'm sorry. Uh, Shane, Plaster Masters, guys. Reach out to him. Plaster underscore masters at outlook.com. And on IG, Plaster underscore masters with an S there. Check out his feed. You'll see some good work there, man. All right. So let's get back to the 12 questions there. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite construction word? My favorite construction word is quality. What is your least favorite construction word? Not paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're one of us. Uh, what turns you on in construction? A project that scares me. A one that's too big. One that I, I want to shy away from because it's, it's just such a big project. One that was such detail where I, should I take this on? That's the ones that I want. That's nice. What turns you off in construction? Lowballing contractors, or they say, "Oh, can you can you give me a better deal? I'm your friend." No, I don't have any friends. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite curse word or phrase? We've been keeping this one clean, so I can bleep it out if you like. Uh, I usually don't swear, just to stay clean. My favorite phrase is, "My work speaks for itself." Yeah. What is your favorite car, truck, bike, or vehicle? Dodge. You're a Dodge guy. I'm a Dodge guy. <laughs> what do you got there? Uh, 1500, nothing special. Nice. What is your least favorite car, truck, bike, or vehicle? It's a good question. Oh, mopeds. The reason why I don't like mopeds, I did a job in Bermuda. Okay. Right? I, I did the airport, uh, LF Wade. That was a big contract. I only stayed down there for a month. Uh, I was a person in here that referred me out there. Anyway, I had to drive a moped. The scariest thing I've ever done in my life, man. <laughs> it feels like you have no control over what's... Yeah, it, it's doing. And in Bermuda, you're opposite direction. So I'm used to like turning right to stay to the right with the. And yeah, then you're on the here. right side of the road. Yeah, here I'm almost getting hit by trucks. <laughs> it's just I don't like mopeds. <laughs> uh, what construction sound or noise do you love? The trowel and the hawk. Against the bet, the metal. Sometimes the- I don't even turn music on. Me and my guys, that's our music. We'll just work. We'll hear the trowel hit the hit the hawk. I know yeah. the sound. I know the sound. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Uh, when some other trade comes into my job site and just makes random noise. They either they start grinding something or... Well, just technically a, speaking, when you guys are there, there's no there room. There shouldn't be any other contractor there. Exactly. So that's what makes me angry when it's un 
do noise. It's not my making. <laughs> so I'm like, get that out of here, man. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt, Shane? Real estate. Real estate, eh? Yep. Well, you're in the right industry. You start picking, you know, the, the minds of other people, man. Yep. I've had a couple of real estate agents on the show. I'm planning on having a few more on the show. Yeah. I, I plan on getting into that. That's just not something that I'm saying. It's coming. It's coming. What profession would you not like to do? Taping? No, I'm just joking. Nah, yeah. <laughs> nah. Not accounting. I, I don't like to sit behind computers. That's why you hire somebody to do that. Exactly. That's what it is. This has been a good show, man. I think so. Thanks so much, Shane. I really appreciate you coming out, man, taking the trek. I know it was a little bit of a hike, but uh, I'm glad that you follow my shit and, and, and we, we kind of connected on DMs and we started saying, and I just shot it at you and then you said, sure, I'll come on the show. Yeah. And like I, like, I, said, I like that you, you took a chance on it. Manny, thank you so much for the invite. Really. No, no I really problem, do man. appreciate it. No problem at all, man. I mean, I wish you all the best, dude. I really, I could see, I hope I want to hire you one day. I'm hoping so. Uh, so, you know, get you on the job site. Greg won't be happy about that, but that's fine. I mean, the idea EQ, is that yeah, I want to get Greg. more work so then I can spread the wealth and then, and that's it. And I used to use Rob from Rosardi, right? Okay. But he's been flying a lot. The guy's got his pilot license now and he's, he's like, he's flying a lot, which mm-hmm. is totally respectful. Yeah, no, we'll cross paths. I know we'll cross paths one I'm day. I'm sure man. we will. For sure. So I really appreciate you being on the show. So once again, guys, everybody check him out. Shane, Plaster Masters, Plaster underscore Masters at Outlook.com and also on IG at plaster underscore masters with an S there. That's it. We're out of here, Shane. Thank you so much. And Thank you, man. And tune in next week, man. And don't forget, guys, honestly, the contest, you got until Sunday, man, September 5th, giving away $1,500 cash, Canadian, e-transfer to whoever's going to win. And I'm actually enjoying reading everybody's paragraph on passion. People are sending me photos. Some people are sending me videos. And I'm actually enjoying seeing all this love in construction. So that's, that was the whole point of the contest, man. Right on. So, all right. Thanks again, Shane. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Manny. Thanks, man.